1: everybody. Welcome to the Moisture Festival podcast.
0: I am comedy stunt performer Matt Baker. And I am comedy magician Louie Fox. We are both performers at the Moisture Festival. The Moisture Festival,
1: if you're unfamiliar, is a four-week festival celebrating variety arts in the Fremont neighborhood of Seattle. It is the largest festival of its kind in the
0: world and features some of the best entertainers and comedians working today. The festival happens in the months of March and April. And not only do they have world-class variety acts, the Moisture Festival also hosts a week of burlesque shows.
1: If you're listening to this during the festival, be sure to buy your tickets now because 95% of the shows sell out. You can get tickets to all the shows by visiting the website moisturefestival.org. On this episode of the Moisture Festival Podcast, we have Camille Swift.
0: We talk about the different types of trapeze, and we talk about her cool art that she does.
1: Yeah, she does some pretty amazing art. We talk about the various mediums that she uses to express herself, and how she comes up with some of her concepts for her aerial characters. It's a
0: fantastic interview. You're going to dig it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Our guest is a Chicago-based artist specializing in static trapeze, dance trapeze, and aerial sling. They have trained all over the United States, Canada, and France, and is fluent in all three languages. They're not only an amazing aerial performer, they are also a fantastic visual artist. We welcome Camille Swift.
2: Woo! Hello.
0: Hey. So and, uh, where, you're in Chicago today, right?
2: Correct. I'm at home. Ah.
0: Okay. Based off the
1: rinsing of the dishes, I'm guessing you're in your kitchen.
2: <laughs> well, no, now I'm in my study.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so so uh, tell, tell everybody who is listening uh, what you do. How, what's your elevator pitch if someone is to ask you what you do for a living?
2: Oh, man. Um, well, uh, I'm a circus artist. I am an aerialist uh, and uh, an aerial coach. Um, I, like you said, I do static trapeze, dance trapeze, aerial sling, um, other things if people require it. Sometimes I do, uh, something called mini aerial hoop, um, which I kind of despise, but I will perform it and I do have a whole act on it. Um, and I'm also a visual artist. I do oil painting. Um, and book arts and collage, and currently I am sewing uh, over 100 red feathers one by one into a nylon cap that I'm going to wear over my head, I hope, uh, for an upcoming performance, unless it all falls apart. So (laughs) (laughs) wish me luck.
0: In which case you'll just uh, rub the head cap in a glue and just rub it in some feathers and call it a day.
2: Yeah, I don't know. This is an experiment, okay?
0: (laughs) So, all right, right off the bat, what is... I know what static trapeze is. What is dance trapeze?
2: Yeah, it's called... I mean, I guess there's some debate between, like, you know, what's single point trapeze um, and what's dance trapeze. Um, There's a a lot of crossover between... um, circus arts and what is now called aerial dance. Um, and they're, in aerial dance, there's some kinds of trapezes that are uh, called carbon fiber trapezes. Um, and they're very specific. Um, there's a lot more floor work usually. Um, so, uh, But I, I still call it dance trapeze because um, I do uh, dance a lot uh, when I'm doing dance trapeze. Um, but uh, you could also call it single point. Um, the difference between single point and dance trapeze is that it's in um, uh, static trapeze is that um, dance trapeze and single point trapeze is rigged to a swivel plate um, so and the swivel plate is then rigged to a another swivel. So the whole thing can turn and twist and orbit and swing. Um, you can do whatever you like, basically, uh, and static trapeze is rigged to two points. Um, generally rigged a bit higher, uh, and you can only really move forward and back, maybe a little side to side. It's like a, like Um, a,
0: like a, um, playground swing.
2: Uh, yeah, it would look more similar to that. Correct.
0: Okay. Then what is aerial sling?
2: Um, aerial sling is also called aerial loop, uh, also called tissue loop. Sorry, I'm really like just diving in right away to like <laughs> all the different, like the whole uh, what I call it, like the lexicon of aerial mm-hmm. stuff. Um. Uh. So uh, yeah, silks in um uh, in French or in Canada, uh, by the way, is called tissue tissu. Um, so hence, uh, why you might call it tissue loop. Um, so sometimes called tissue instead of, um, silks. Okay. Anywho, uh, it's the same kind of fabric as, um, would be used for silks, um, which is, you know, two very, very long, um, panels of fabric, um, but uh, I rig it in a loop. Uh, so, again, the swivel plate comes into play. So, it's rigged to two swivels, to a plate, and then to another swivel. Um, and I get to do a lot of like noodly stuff. It's essentially a squishy trapeze, or uh, I know someone else who calls it a squeeze trapeze. Oh, I
1: like the name um, of that
2: the yeah. piece. <laughs> uh, it it can be fun. Um, actually, I uh, I, you know, it depends. There's there's a lot of bumps and bruises involved in circus. So currently, I am sporting um, some really gross burns on my forearms because I got kind of carried away and was not wearing sufficient coverage and do did too many elbow circles on my sling and so here we are i learned a little lesson
1: now i'm curious um two questions number one what is mini aerial hoop and then number two why do you (laughs) despise it so much
2: (laughs) i despise it because it's not a trapeze and it's not a sling that's easy okay um well, So, uh, aerial hoop is also called lyra, also called Cerceau. Um So it's you know it's a very it's generally a very large, like 38 inches in diameter um, aerial hoop. It's made out of steel. It can be hollow or it can be solid. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen it. Um, and so I decided to be experimental, and I have a 17 inch hoop. Um, which is quite small, I can just fit inside it. Um, and inevitably I do quite a bit of span set work when I'm doing on it. Span sets are the, uh, what would I call these? Um, they're technically like for rigging, um, but I'm using them as part of the apparatus. They're like these polyester loops that I've um, choked, sorry, yet another term, uh, choked around the the hoop. Um, and so I can um play around and make shapes inside those loops in addition to this very small hoop.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So- Is there like aerial conventions like like the <laughs> upgraded, you know, hey, here's the Trapeze five thousand. Oh man, you know that would like- be
2: really funny if there were. No, um no, there really isn't. Uh I feel like it's It would be interesting if it got so big that that was actually a thing. Um, But uh, recreational circus and circus in general, honestly, remains fairly niche. Um, Even in France, where like you can find a circus school like on every corner, that's an exaggeration, but there are a lot. I think there's like over 70 circus schools in France. So it's considered a lot more mainstream, but I, I, I don't think they have like equipment conventions. Now that said, there certainly are like festivals. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I'm sure equip circus equipment fabricators attend those festivals, um, to, you know, to advertise, uh, and promote their,
0: they just got to sell their gear out of the trunk of their car, like MC hammer with cassette. Tapes. Uh, no,
2: it's all online. It's all online.
1: So how did you get into being an aerial artist?
2: Uh, well, um, I've always been a very um, very keen on um, unusual hobbies, shall we say. Uh, so when I was a teenager, I was really big into archery. Um, and then, let's see, I went to college. I did breakdancing for a few years. Like breakdancing,
0: um, it was a class in college or you are just breakdancing? No, no. Wow.
2: I was actually part of a crew. Um, nice. What was, was the actually, crew's act- name? Oh, God. I think we were like the Illini floor lovers or something <laughs> I, or that might have been after us and we were like just known as like the UC hip-hop congress oh
1: man uh, yeah it was, you,
2: I know old school, old school were you sponsored um, by like
1: a cardboard company
2: Red Bull did come and what? sponsor one of our our um, cy- well not ciphers but our battles um yeah I I uh wasn't particularly good but um we, um, there were a lot of really good people and, and we had someone, um, who went by iced cheddar, <laughs> uh, nice. and, and he was super passionate about, uh, B-boying and, um, he organized multiple battles and got some pretty big promoters. And then we had a lot of, uh, big Chicago B-boy heads come down and wow. battle. It was always very exciting. Yeah. Um,
1: do you, yeah, that, that any really of that break time. dancing into your aerial stuff?
2: Um, you know, no. Um, but I will say two things. One is that I, I do think it taught me to think out of the box. Uh, because I was doing I did ballet for uh, classical ballet for eight years. Um, and you know, learned all the good things that you can learn from ballet, but also it's, it's you know, it's very regimented. Um, and so b-boying really pushed my limits to understand like movement pathways, um, and didn't and and made me unafraid to kind of just Throw it down and, and find out. Uh, uh, you'll have to bleep this, but fuck around and find out <laughs> uh, yeah. and that that is that is b-boying on um, everything they they did. You know a lot of that come from that. I mean, I think they had some influence from like you know kung fu. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, you don't you, have that B-boy... in the ballet
1: world. The uh, no, willingness to, to experiment. You
2: need to be willing to like really push your own limits and figure it out. So yeah. I think that did that did influence me a lot. Um. Uh, later when I got into circus so but before I got into circus I got into uh, Japanese swordsmanship um, specifically Iaido uh, Meishiha was it ryu? okay um, so it's it's uh, it's not um, kendo where you have sparring with um, bamboo uh, I don't know what they call them but you know m- mock uh, swords made out of bamboo um, iaido is uh, with actual blades, not as a beginner, obviously, but um, a couple years in, you'll you'll get your own blade, um, and you learn to cut and everything. It's it's um, the traditional art of um, samurai uh, uh, swordsmanship, and. Um, I, my uh, sensei, my teacher at the time, went to um, a performance um, by Aloft Circus Arts uh, and told me about it afterwards and was like, hey, Camille, I think you'd really like this. You should check it out. And I I was like, cool. I was looking for things to do. And so I, I signed up for their newsletter without actually realizing that they were uh, also a school. I just had intended to attend a performance. And then I got um, uh, an email newsletter saying, you know, like, come try a class. And I was like, oh, well, don't mind if I do. And then I ended up getting very serious about it uh, a few years later. So there you are. <laughs> so
0: how how long did you do Japanese swordmanship?
2: Five years.
0: Oh, wow. And are there like levels or ranks?
2: Yeah. Uh, and I was um, a, a rebel and just kind of like refused to, to test. I did get like fairly advanced, not like there's like uh I think like sixth done would be like uh the most advanced. Um but it, it costs money to like test and do all those things and I was like uh hesitant to spend that amount on on what was essentially a hobby. Oh. Uh, I was like two hundred dollars to test. So I, oh. I probably should be like first or second, at least first done, but I I'd never tested in my My teacher was a very, uh, was a wonderful teacher, but he was also a gentle soul and he was um, not uh, interested in pushing me to do anything I didn't want to do. So he was like, fine, you don't have to test.
1: (laughs) How many Dons does it take to get to a samurai?
2: Oh gosh, that I don't know. (laughs) 100 Dons? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there, well, I don't know. Are there samurai anymore in Japan? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, me, Tom
1: Cruise was a the last summer. Oh, there.
2: okay. Don't get me started on that. Bullet, please.
1: <laughs> so it looks like you, uh, you're very inquisitive about the world and it, it looks like, I mean, all the things that you're talking about are sort of things that use the body and, you know, uh, requires sort of physicality, this um, physicality, but, but also discipline in all that you're doing. So archery, breakdance, swordsmanship and aerial, Um, Is that something that you were always like as a kid?
2: Um, I think so. Uh, I mean, I was homeschooled. um, So I had probably way more um, free time than uh, anyone in uh, uh, elementary school. So I certainly did a lot of like climbing about in trees and painting. And and then, you know, every now and then my parents would chase me down and be like, hey, you know, you actually need to do these math exercises. And I would be like, damn it. Okay. Um, so, uh, but I, you know, I started ballet when I was 12. Um, like I said, I did a ton of tree climbing. I am serious. I was a very hardcore tree climber. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I got really into like um, archery and I played piano. I played piano for like seven years Uh, and, and learning French was a big part of my um, uh, not training, but uh, education.
1: Hmm. In homeschool, you learned French.
2: Well, no, my dad. So my dad is um, not, well, he's, he's, he's fairly Francophone now, but he, uh, was francophile shall we say uh so very very passionate about like french culture um and and german culture and he actually is fluent in german um but he just kind of decided that i was going to learn french and i was a fairly obedient kid um so i was like sure dad i'll learn french um and he took me to private lessons for like six years every monday i I would go yeah he would drive me to go see this like um lady, this French lady uh, who refused to go by anything other than Madame uh, was very formal, extremely formal. She was Madame um, and uh, we I learned French in her like giant house uh, in the Illinois suburbs in Highland Park. Um, and uh, and here we are. I mean, eventually, I, I mean I did go to high school part-time and did French classes there and and senior year I was like, well, I don't need a diploma, so I uh went and did the International Rotary Youth Exchange. Um and lived in France for a whole year and I actually have my baccalaureate instead.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh
2: yeah, it was a good time. And again, um I, mean, I think it also just uh I, I'm 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 used to just kind of doing my own thing, you might be able to tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, my when we started doing research on you, my first question is: Why is your company called? Uh, is it like it's Crypted Productions?
2: Oh, um, yeah, and I should you know specify. I mean, that's not like an LLC or anything. I haven't made it yeah, official. No, but that's like uh, your website <laughs> name. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I have my artistic style. I mean, I can do. Uh, you know, I can do standard. Sexy aerials, um, if that's what uh, a producer wants. Um, but my natural inclination is to be very strange and creaturey when I get up on an apparatus. So, so bigfoot aerial. I went, I, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but well, for example, this current act that I'm working on, um, uh, I'm going for harpy. So from like Greek mythology, hence this like crazy feathered thing that uh, I, I'm going to try to wear on my head. <laughs>
0: so refresh me. What is the harpy?
2: The harpy is um, a, a, a demonic creature. Uh, she is part woman, part bird. Uh, and it is, I believe, her, um, her task uh, is to harass um, the undead, so to speak. People traveling to the underworld Uh, lost souls, um, they get to be tormented by harpies.
0: Okay. And now, uh, do you have a fascination with bird people? Because I saw a picture of a door that I thought was really cool.
2: Oh, I mean, I do um, enjoy the aesthetic of feathers, um, for sure. I like feathers. I like eyeballs. I like tentacles. I like it if all three of those things can be combined together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So real quick, can you describe what what I mentioned? Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah. The feathered door. Yes. Um, Yeah. uh, Let's see. So that's um, that's a double sided oil painting quite large. I think it's like 80 inches tall. Um, I did that. in when did I do that? I think I did that in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, And I bought the door. Well, canvases are very expensive um, unless you decide to like stretch them yourself. Um, and then I had this idea. I was like, whoa, but like a door would be double sided. Um, so I went to what's called the rebuilding exchange in Chicago, um, where you can get like anything from like an old sink to a lighting fixture to, uh, a door, um, because they're, they're from like, um, like r- rehab projects, I guess, like where they're like going into like super old buildings and like gutting everything and turning them into condos or whatever. Um, so you could get some like really cool old stuff there. Um, and I bought the store. And and then uh, I think I did some photo shoot for uh, reference pieces I use myself, I usually do um and then looked at some like raven photos and then spent uh several months putting it all to the door and yeah it's both sides it actually sold um it's one of only two pieces no that's not true i have a few other pieces in, so, in but, private but, collections so describe but,
0: to everyone what the image is
2: oh sure um well it's a um and you, you could link to it in your own podcast it. or whatever if there's yeah. a page. uh but it's um it's a woman, uh, well, on one side, it's a woman. Uh, you can only see the back uh, of the woman with a single wing creeping uh, like through the door away from you. Um, and um, the other side, my favorite side, um, is uh, a raven headed um, uh, woman kind of creeping through the door towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, interestingly, I would like to uh, note here that uh, I, I say woman because it's based on on me, but I had uh, multiple people um, say that they, they really liked my raven man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thanks. Um, <laughs> I know I have... Sp- Small boobs, but I want to point out that those are definitely boobs in the peas. Um, and I know I have very large deltoids and defined abs, but again, women can be muscular. Non-binary people can be, mon- um, you know, can be muscular. Men can be unmuscular. There's such like a, you know, the human body is a very vast spectrum um, in its appearance, and so it annoys me a little that like just. Because I had defined muscles and small breasts. so they, they were all like, "Oh, well, that's a male figure." <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> well, and- I have to say, I'm uh, I'm quite impressed with your uh, your visual art. I mean, you are amazing. Is that something that your parents sort of like really leaned into to teach you during homeschool, or was that just something that came about? Uh, no, on your
2: own? I de- kind of did it on my own. Um, I did go. I did do a couple years of art classes in high school. And I did AP art, it was called at the time, advanced placement art. Um, And then that was kind of it. Uh, And then when I got out of college, I started um, just taking, you know, recreational classes on and off. And I eventually got kind of serious about it, um, and and was doing it a lot, uh, and did improve. But then I, I I had a very long relationship and um and ultimately I ended up pursuing circus much more seriously um but yeah anyway
0: I mean it looks like you still do a lot of art though like it looks like you do custom postcards for like Patreon subscribers
2: yeah that yeah I do collage yeah I, I try I would love to do more um but uh, my circus schedule is is um pretty intense um between coaching performing training teaching the patreon uh and so sometimes by the time i get home i'm like i am just immediately going to bed and it's very hard to wake up early so it's like when do i paint anyway uh Uh, but I, i am trying i'm trying to do more of it how how long you
0: mentioned training um how long like a day do you train like what does training look like
2: um, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, well, today um, I'm taking um, a, a virtual class, actually. Um, it's, it's really good for me to actually take class and not just teach class. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm taking a virtual trapeze class uh, with an Argentinian trapeze artist. He's awesome. Um, so I got to the space at like uh, 1130, warmed up, did some PT. Uh, the class started at 1230. It was 1230 to two. Um, then I trained like another hour on trapeze after the class. And then I spent like an hour and a half stretching. Uh, and then I taught a private lesson. And then I finally got to go home.
0: <laughs> and then, and then so you talked to, talk to it, us idiots.
2: <laughs> you, no, no it's, it's all good. I mean, yesterday was even longer because um, I mean, I got there. Uh, I think earlier I got there at like 10 because um, there's supposed to be an acro class um, but that ended up getting canceled so I ended up rehearsing on sling um, for like two hours and then uh, oh gosh I, my mind's trying to blank like, I ended up doing silks I'm trying to brush up on silks for a theater show that I'm in in November um and so it was just like all day and then i ended up taking a silks class at six and then i ended up teaching my usual trapeze class Jeez. until like 9 15. wow By the time i get home it's like 10 so like I'm
1: i just... think that's more than i've worked this entire year
2: <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy I, i'm gonna need some time <laughs> off soon
0: <laughs> i was looking at some pictures it looks like your your practice space or is a church or an old church
2: yeah, um, that's a lost circus arts. Uh, we're in Logan Square. Um, yeah, it is, it's an old church. The ceilings are super high, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else can I say about it? Uh, we have an actual bell tower. I actually was up there not that long ago um, and did like uh, an Instagram reel in it.
0: Now, um, to ring the bells, do you have to climb up the rope and then bong up <laughs> you take the There stairs? are no bells.
2: I think I think they took all the bells out or whatever was up there because, I mean, they made the ceiling riggable, which is really cool. So there's actually a truss um, that you, you, know, you go up and then you rig to. You. Cool. you have to climb a ladder to do it. It's uh, labor-intensive, but still it's like a fun, interesting space to train in.
1: When you um, go into like doing an aerial, like developing an aerial act – like I notice a lot of aerial acts, like they have some sort of like message or theme or character storyline that they're trying to tell. Like when you go into developing one of these acts, you know, what, how do you decide on, you know, what that story is going to be, what the routine is, what the hook is. Cause I noticed you have like a praying mantis character, a chameleon character, you have (laughs) a harpy character. I wrote Fantasia down, but I have no idea what that means.
2: Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, uh, I can say that I mean, not everyone works this way. Um, I'm definitely like I said, I like doing my own thing. I, I'm very um, I I am character driven, usually, um, when I create acts, Um, it you know, depends what I'm creating the act for. But uh, if I'm creating the act for myself, I'm very character driven. I generally like to pursue like, non human aesthetics. Uh, I like to touch on the uncanny valley as it's called. Um, uh, That said, Fantasia, um, that you mentioned, um, is is probably my most uh, human act, shall we say? (laughs) I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to be like an otherworldly creature or anything. Um, So it's just I that's like, um, I don't actually do any belly dancing. Um, but there is uh, the music it has belly dancing uh, qualities to it. Um, and but I actually did. It's also a kind of a, like a flamenco uh, vibe as well. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing a mishmash of a lot of different things. And I took like a tango lesson to learn some tango footwork. And um, I have hands. Or hands. I have fans <laughs> tied around my hands uh, the entire time in the piece. Um, so you're only
1: one step away from being like a weird creature character when you have hands well, tied to your hands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, hands.
2: No. Uh, no. Well, it's still though having the fans tied to my hands is is very wing-like, uh, which I like. In some of the photos, like I just have these like huge red fans. Like it's kind of like I have these wings uh, to an. To some degree, um, You're only but tentacles it is not
1: away from your your three favorites. Yeah, yeah.
2: Man, I haven't done a tentacle act yet. Um, oh, someday, yeah. someday.
1: Like I a kraken really or is.
2: something. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, um, I would really love to have a costume where I have like resin eyeballs sewn all over it somehow. Uh, <laughs> haven't haven't figured out the logistics of that just yet.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you're sewing a hundred feathers, you can you can sew eyeballs. Yeah, I feel like a, you know, right? I feel like it's uh, we'll in your see. wheelhouse. Maybe this
2: is. Yeah. Maybe this is a gateway. Maybe this is just the start of my menagerie. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs>
1: And um, one of your acts is with other trapeze artists called The Three Myths. Is that something that you still do? I wish that act was
2: still current. No, it's not still current. Um, I actually just had a a company reach out and ask about it. And I was like, oh, I wish it were current. No, it was um, the briefest little project actually um, in, it was like October, November 2015. um, And it was me. Uh, Kay Henning and Catherine Jett, we were like, uh, three trapeze artists at um, a loft. And we were like, yo, you know what, Uh, we should do a triple trapeze act. And uh, I was like, sure. And I I, because I just, I'm super detail oriented, and I take forever to do stuff. I was like envisioning like a six month creative process, carefully, um, you know, choreographing and, and rehearsing the tricks over and over again. Uh, but um, the other two trapeze artists work at a different pace, which is probably a good thing. And they're like, nah, we're going to perform this next month. And I was like, ah, help. You public schoolers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. But you know what? It worked out and it was phenomenal. And it was like, it was good for my brain to create something that fast with like two other people And it ended up being an awesome experience. Now we have all gone our separate ways. Like Kay is in um, Las Vegas. Um, She's kind of retired, I think. I think she's in engineering school, but she did perform in several shows in Vegas. Um, And then Catherine is now on the East Coast, I think in Vermont. Um, And I think she also does trapeze still, um, but in like a different capacity. I think she coaches. Um, So yeah, we ended up going our separate ways But it was fantastic Yeah, Um, what were the
1: three myths?
2: What were the three myths? No, that's just, and honestly, here's me Just doing my own thing again (laughs) Uh, That was me just being like, I like I'm, I'm going to call this act the Three Myths because it oh, needs God. a name, and so I did. The, the, but good the, question. I should ask them. I should ask them maybe I should be like Catherine Kay, Remember that if you had a myth, what myth would you? Believe? Yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of want to know. <laughs> the the myth that uh, trapeze is a gateway thing to engineering.
2: Is the first thing. Uh, well, you know, I bet you anything. Uh, it is to some degree. I bet there's some component that that plays in.
0: Pro- probably. Now, I also saw you make cool scrapbooks.
2: Ah, uh, the books. Yeah, yeah. um, that yeah. was a, uh, that was a um, a pandemic uh, a discovery. Uh, it was in the first lockdown. Um, and in March 2020, so I was home all the time um, and couldn't figure out what to do with myself. Um, but I had a lot of like miscellaneous art supplies, and I don't know what uh possessed me but i was like i'm gonna make some books so i like watched some tutorials and then ended up getting super into it and then also started like doing collage into the books and it just ended up becoming like a huge thing
1: <laughs> and they're they're pretty cool you have in there sort of have stories some of the books have stories right like yeah why am i a witch tried- and the adventures of online dating
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah, I mean I uh storytelling through collage is really hard it turns out because like you have I mean you don't always have like the image for what you co- want to convey. So like it's uh you have to kind of improvise and you have yeah. to like modify both like the imagery that you're using and the tale yeah. that you're telling. It's 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 very challenging. I would like to do more of it, but sometimes I just sit there and front of all of my clippings and i have a lot and i'm like <laughs> oh, i don't know how to put this together like, how <laughs> come
1: national geographic doesn't have a picture of a guy standing me up at dinner
2: <laughs> right exactly You're no yeah it, well that's <laughs> You can't be that literal. That's the thing. It's, it's a fun challenge that way. You know. Are you
0: ever the dentist though? And you're like, I'm going to steal these mag- highlights for kids. Cause I need a hundred
2: percent, a hundred percent. I will absolutely walk out with your magazines. Yep. Or I will just rip pages out of them and leave the magazine there.
1: <laughs> so what, how did you get involved at the moisture festival?
2: Um, let's see. So I think that's, mostly thanks to duo rose um who i'm sure you're familiar with yeah,
0: sam and sylvia um, and their chicago based
2: yeah. act yeah um so i met them here in chicago and they ended up kind of mentoring me early in my career um and and they very much i would never have applied to moisture festival without their encouragement wow. um I I was very early on. um, And, you know, I didn't think I was good enough. um, But they were they were very encouraging. Uh, They encouraged me to apply for uh, what was it called the aerial? Oh, gosh, the acrobatic aerial dance festival or something like that in Denver. Um, So I did that. um, And then they encouraged me to apply for a moisture festival. And I ended up getting in and uh it was a tremendously formative experience um like it's it's interesting to be like on the same stage with like legends you know mm-hmm. um as a as a new performer but it was also an extremely like nurturing environment um because that's just like the vibe that it has um, which i appreciate a lot so it's like high pressure somehow but also totally relaxed <laughs> uh so yeah there you go <laughs> was
1: it an overall amazing experience or
2: oh 100 percent. i mean i've been back like four times what do you think
0: <laughs> i was just gonna ask well, how many years know. you've been there like four
2: <laughs> i've been there four times i went like three years in a row and then uh took a break uh and or I think more specifically, Dream was like, uh, so we need to, like, have other people come in every now and then. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that hurts, but okay. Um, and then I applied again. I think I was going to come in 2020. Um, and then, of course, that got canceled very sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up, I came this year in 2022 instead. So a total of four years.
0: That's nice. Awesome. Nice and so uh, this year you did the chameleon, if I remember.
2: No, no, that was 2017. Okay. Uh, this year I did sling, and I did my um, my mantis piece. That's
0: what it was. It was the mantis. Um,
2: yeah, um, which uh, I feel like, yeah, I think aesthetic, like like the movements that I've chosen are very mantisy, but ultimately, like the costuming um, ended up being not as mantis um but did that's you come game, up you know. with the
1: praying mantis because you're training in a church
2: no how is that related
1: because oh, it's it's praying, it's praying. Uh, just, oh
2: my god no i'm gonna you didn't say that we're gonna go ahead and delete that uh, it's not getting gosh. edited out <laughs> it's, staying in. Uh-uh. it's staying in clearly you have no standard thing. <laughs>
1: this is true.
2: Uh, No, but that piece is very much like the I I feel like the piece was um, did definitely benefit from being created in the the church space, partly because the ceilings are like so high. um, When it was actually very challenging, um, technically, uh, I, I nobody, everyone told me that like, they're like, oh yeah, the act looks great. Like we don't notice mm-hmm. anything, but for me, um, I mean, I'm used to like performing that act on like a, God, it's like a 30 foot ceiling or something. It's yeah. super high and my sling is like 15 feet long. Um, so the movements that I'm doing dynamically feel dramatically different than when I'm on a 19 foot point and I've shortened my sling. (laughs) So for me this past year, like, uh, from a technical standpoint, I was like, Whoa, this feels like very clunky to me. So
1: you, you um, don't travel, you don't travel with your own rig. So you're sort of at the whim of whatever rigging or setup that they have. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that said, I mean, if even if I had my own rig, I mean, I can't set that up in I mean, you're you're restricted by the ceiling height regardless yeah. of whether yeah. or not you have a rig.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, are you so I like in in um an aerial axe rider, do you say like you need this much ceiling or you should roll up and go like, "All right, that's what we got to work with. Let's we'll adjust make this stuff.
2: work. Yeah, I mean, it's um it's initially a dilemma i mean you want to be relatively flexible uh because i mean you want work right (laughs) um so like you in your writer you would you know describe like what is the range that you can like work with Mm. um so i mean i would be prepared to say that you know i can in fact perform my act uh at 19 feet uh do, do i want to uh I mean, my preference would be to perform at a much uh, higher rigging point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you make it work. You make it work. You try to adapt.
0: So if they're yeah. like six feet, you're like, let's see what we can do. About <laughs> ah, well, ceiling. that
2: would be, have to just be a different act at that point. <laughs> I mean, that, that is actually part of why I developed that mini hoop act, because uh, that act I can do on a really low ceiling because the apparatus is really short, you know?
1: Yep. Now, if people want to find out about you, they can go to cryptidproductions.com. Uh, your Instagram is fem underscore phoenix with an F, F-E-N-I-X. Mm-hmm. Where else can people see your performances, follow you, uh, like your stuff, Patreon? Where is there anything that we're missing?
2: Um. Wh- well, I mean, if you want to see the visual art, um, it's at camileswift.com. And then I, my, I think my Instagram handle for Visual art is the Cryptid Productions. Uh, I think that's mostly it. I think the Patreon is like also with FamFanakes. It's like backslash FamFanakes or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm like middle, middle of tying a feather off here. I don't uh, have any platforms. I mean, I have videos on on Vimeo, but like those are all linked to the website. So gotcha.
0: But if I recall, everything links out from um, Cryptid Productions.
2: Yeah, Cryptid Productions, um, and yeah, Camille Swift, all, all the links are there, like Facebook, whatever you want.
1: So uh, we don't want to take up all your time, uh, but we we do wanna thank you uh, for joining us. We do appreciate it. and we're looking forward to uh, seeing all the eyeball the eyeball
0: uh, <laughs> at Someday. Moisture Festival sometime. I'm doing Someday. Oprah's the Secret and willing it to happen right now.
2: Wow, okay. <laughs> Well, thank you. I am uh, deeply flattered that you chose to interview me. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: Absolutely. This was awesome. And uh, people, check out her stuff online. It is awesome. Yep. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the Moisture Festival pretty soon. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. And stay moist.